0: of God from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 15 through 20 located on page 163 in the pew Bible see I have said before you today life and prosperity death and adversity if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God walking in his way and observing his commandments decrees and ordinances then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give you to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: for obvious reasons, I've uh, I've been checking out some retirement sermons these days. There are some good ones out there. I've, I found some, but none of them match the retirement sermon that Moses preached to the children of Israel there on the edge of the promised land after he had led them out of bondage and stayed with them for 40 years in the wilderness. And and uh, it runs for four chapters so i guess i could say get ready um, but uh, but in the middle in the middle of moses retirement sermon is this uh, soul stirring passage that we just heard read and moses uh, great challenge to the people i call heaven and earth to witness against you today that i have set before you life and death blessings and curses choose life so that you and your descendant, descendants may live. Now, any politician would give a big raise to a speechwriter who could come up with a line like that. It's, uh, it's Moses' great challenge that reverberates across the centuries. But let's tell the truth. Moses knew, you and I know, There are a lot of things that happen in our lives. There are a lot of things that happen in this world over which we have absolutely no choice or control. It just happens. It drives type A micromanaging high achievers crazy. It uh, breaks the hearts of parents who do everything they can to protect their children from the the meanness of the world in which we live. It, it tears at the heart of followers of Jesus who really do believe that God intends for the kingdoms of this earth to become the kingdom of God in spite of all the evidence that is tacked up against us. And it, it reaches into the soul of every faithful person who ever says with Jesus, my God. Why? It is irrevocably true. There are circumstances that come into our lives over which we had no choice. There are things that happen in this world over which we have no control. But the one thing, the one thing we always have is the freedom to choose how we will deal with them. We may not get to choose everything that happens in our lives, but we have the freedom to choose how we will respond and what we will do with them. The uh, the classic work on that was Viktor Frankl's uh, classic book entitled Man's Search for Meaning. It was in Auschwitz in the concentration camp. That Frankel learned the lesson. Here's one of his strongest lines The last of our human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, the ability to choose one's own way. Sometimes, Frankel said, it made the difference between life and death. We don't get to choose or control everything that happens to us, but we do get to choose the way we will face it and what we will do with it. Uh, did you watch the um, men's figure skating championship? Did you, did you see Jeremy Abbott's colossal fall I mean, he went down on the ice so hard, slid across the ice, hit the side of the ice rink, and laid there for a long moment. Everybody thought it was over. And then he got up, went back onto the ice, completed his performance to a standing ovation from the crowd. And here's what what one reporter said about that moment at the Olympics. 100% expected him to stop the program. This was his absolute worst nightmare coming true. But then he got up. The crowd cheered. They clapped along with his music for the rest of the program. And when the music stopped, he was smiling, smiling, the reporter said. It gave me chills. Then he wrote, this was the deciding moment in Abbott's life. Think about how different it would now be if he had quit. It's a reminder for all of us to get up because when you do, you give yourself a chance not only to survive the nightmare but to finally be free of it. Ah, that's the kind of choice that Moses focused with ruthless clarity and the way in which Moses' word challenges us. Choose life that you and your descendants may live in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Now, as Frankel pointed out, there is a a deeply personal element to this. It goes into the deepest part of our personality and our soul, we get to choose the way we will deal with the hurts, the disappointments, the brokenness. We get to choose the way we will handle the opportunities, the challenges that come our way. We get to choose whether we, in fear We'll build security walls around ourselves to protect ourselves from other people, particularly people who point out that the way we've always been may not be the way we always have to be. We, we can close ourselves off in some secure changer, chamber of, of fear or we can choose to live with openness to new lives and new relationships, daring to risk new opportunities, daring to believe that the God in whom we trust will indeed be with us all the way through. That is, in fact, um, in Moses' sermon here, uh, toward the end of the sermon, when, when he turns the reins of leadership over to Joshua in the 31st chapter, Moses says, I am now 120 years old, it's about time you retired. I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to get about. And the Lord has told me, you shall cross over into Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over before you. Be strong and bold. Have no fear. Because it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Think about it. We heard, we heard something like that. We heard something like that on Easter Sunday morning when those women were gathered in fear outside the tomb, wondering what they would do next. And the angel of the tomb said, do not be afraid, for he goes before you into Galilee and there you will see him. The promise of the risen Christ is that he always goes before us, and that's where we will find him. The only way forward is forward. The only way to follow and know Jesus is to find him in the future, to continue to move, and we get to choose, to choose the way of life. Uh, there's also a word I think there for us, as the body of Christ, as the church, as people who follow a risen Christ. The future is always better than the past, no matter how good it has been. I um, I love well, remembering one of my preaching mentors. He um, his name was Dean Martin. Not the drunk singer, but the Methodist preacher. And um, Dean had a way of capturing the whole content of a sermon in the title. And I've never been able to forget this one. The title of the sermon was, Why Windshields Are Larger Than Rearview Mirrors. And you can figure that out pretty quick. Uh, We need rearview mirrors. We need to remember our past. But windshields are bigger because what lies out ahead is ultimately what more important than what lies behind. Now, a few weeks down the road, we're going to celebrate the 115th anniversary of this congregation. I love being a part of a church with a long history. We, we live in this moment out of the faith and strength of generations that have gone before us. But churches that live in the past always die. And churches that follow a risen Christ are always looking toward the future. He goes before us. That's the promise. Uh, Some of you will will recognize uh, the name of Daniel Burnham, no relative to Sherilyn Burnham Keene, Uh, Daniel Burnham was one of America's greatest architects. He supervised the construction of the Chicago World's Fair. He designed the Flatiron Building in New York, Union Station in Washington. He built big stuff, okay? And Burnham is often quoted as saying, "'Make no little plans, "'for they have no magic to stir men's blood "'and probably will not themselves be realized.'" "'Make big plans.'" Aim high in hope and work, remembering that a noble logical diagram once recorded will never die. Uh, That's a warm-up to next Sunday when we're going to be looking at uh, God's vision for the future of this congregation and where, where this ministry is going to take us in the immediate future. But it's a way of saying that Jesus always calls his body, the church, to follow him into a new, sometimes scary future because that's where we will find him. Uh, There's another way Moses might be speaking to us and, and that's the way in which we are called to choose life, not just for ourselves, not just for the church, We are called to be the agents of God's life for this whole, broken, bruised, dying creation. We are called to be the men and women who choose life for this world that God loved so much that God gave his only son to save it. We are called to be the agents of God's abundant life for this whole creation. Ah, that's, that's a big vision, choosing life. I, I'd suggest to you a few ways that that works. Choosing life means committing ourselves to the stewardship of this environment, not to just consuming it. Choosing life for the world means investing as much energy in making peace as the nations of the world invest in making war. Choosing life means that we choose to do whatever we can to feed the multitude of hungry people in this nation and in this world. And your discipleship journal inserted in the bulletin today offers at least three ways in which we can be active participants in feeding A hungry world. Choosing life means investing ourselves in our children. Moses' promise was to their descendants. It means investing ourselves in the future, in the lives of the children of our congregation, our community, and of our world. I, um, as I worked, I thought about this. I remembered. Charlie Davis, some of you will remember Charlie. Charlie was a lion in this city and in this church, one of the real movers and shakers in the city of Tampa and in this congregation. And I've never forgotten when I went to visit Charlie to uh, talk about the beginning of the building program that turned into a nine-year marathon construction project to rebuild this site. And I, I went to Charlie to try to get him, you know, to help us lead it. And that was the point at which Charlie made it absolutely clear to me: it was time for the next generation to pick up the leadership in this church. And then he looked across his deck and he said, "Now, Jim, if you want this thing to go, you've got to do it for the children. Do it for the children, because all of us old people we care about our grandchildren." And he was right. We're we're called to care more about the lives of our children, of this church and this community than we care about ourselves. And to do everything we can to ensure that they receive the abundant gift of life that is ours in Jesus Christ. We're called to commit to the future and the next generation. And then, may I be deeply personal, and say as calmly as I can. Choosing life means it is time for followers of Jesus to do something about the insane cultural addiction to guns in this country. How? (laughs) And I believe it's time for Christian people in Florida to start asking, How many more people need to die before we start questioning the absurdity of standing your ground? This is insanity, brothers and sisters. You don't have to agree with me. You just have to hear out of my heart. I can't preach this text without saying that if we're going to choose life, we've got to begin to wrestle with the way in which we are so addicted to violence and particularly to gun violence in this culture. Choosing life does not mean choosing death at the end of a handgun. We are called as followers of Jesus to choose those things that bring life to our community, to our own lives, and to our world. And so Moses lifts this huge challenge before us. Choose life that you and your descendants may live in the land that the Lord your God has given you. that's, That's big. And we would be very tempted to say, wow, there's not much that I can do about that. And that's true. None of us can solve all of the problems of the world. But all of us are called to do something that lives into the promise and the challenge of choosing the way of life for ourselves and for the world in which we live. Uh, which brings me to a poem that I have quoted so many times in this church that some of you already know it by heart. And that's good, because it deserves being quoted again. It's written by Bonaro Overstreet, who wrote the poem to one who doubts the worth of doing anything if you can't do everything, which is a whale of a lot of us around here. And here's what the poem says. You say the little efforts I make will do no good. They will never prevail to tip the hovering scale where justice hangs in the balance. I don't think I ever thought they would. But I am prejudiced beyond debate in favor of my right to choose which side will feel the stubborn ounces of my weight. So, um, in the spirit of Moses, although I'm not 120 years old, in the spirit of Moses, I would invite us to hear the spirit of God saying, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him, for that means life to you so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors. For your own sake, for this church's sake, for this world's sake, for God's sake, choose life. Let's pray together.